This is Supernet Radio. All right, Cavando back uh, for the second time around today. Uh, again, 2nd of February, and going to have bass guitar man, uh, Wit is his name, likes to be called Wit when he interview him. His handle is bass guitar man. He's a developer of OpalCoin. I got in touch with him. Uh, right uh, just a few minutes ago and he's got a he's uh, right on the cusp of uh, getting a deal done some kind of a big deal uh, that involves opal coin and uh, he said that he needs another few minutes and uh, we'll grant them that of course and uh, we're we're uh, we try to be flexible here on supernet radio with all this internet broadcasting is new to us. You know, we're not of the uh, broadcasting world. We're children of the supernet, and we'll find out what that news is. And, of course, we're going to do a thing about colored coins. I got some uh, some questions about that, and uh, I'm really anxious to do this show because we're going to use a different kind of a format where, uh, I mean, I, I really don't know anything about them really. So I'm going to ask questions, and he's going to educate me and explain to me what they are. And I'll ask questions, uh, hopefully, that will uh, enlighten everybody. If you do have questions yourself, get up on the chat on Supernet Radio, and that's that uh, non-chat shout box, uh, I guess uh, we call it. It's uh, right on the Supernet Radio the uh, shout box uh, and, and you can get your uh, questions in there and we'll get wit to answer those as uh, as the show goes on and as we can fit them in if you got any questions that aren't clear to you so we're just really waiting for wit to uh, to call in while we're doing that I was just looking at this Looking at this chart of uh, Bitcoin Dark, and it's uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, and I, I keep saying, look out, watch out for these pump and dumpers and all these seams, keep your head on a swivel, and uh, we got a drop in the last uh, hour or so, a couple of hours, uh, down to uh, four, 452,000, so which leads me to believe that uh, it looks like a dump. So have we got a pump and then a dump on this? I don't know. Here's here's Bass Guitarman calling in. Hey. Hey, Bass Guitarman. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, I'll call you Wit during this interview. Is that good for you? Perfect. Okay. How was, uh, you, uh, I know you made a trip to Vegas, how'd things go? Uh, good, uh, I got into quarterfinals for debate. Yeah, you know what I always wondered about that for people out there, uh, wits on the debate team, how, how does a debate work when you have a, what, you have a contest, you debate each other, how do they, how do they score it, how, how do they decide who's, uh, who's uh, getting, going on and who's, uh, it's the end for? Well, there's six preliminary rounds, and then after that, the people with the best, uh, the thir- 32 people with the best records move on. 
Right. Now, now, how do you establish a record? You have judges, you, you get a topic, and two people debate, and then uh, the judges, what do they judge you on? Judges basically judge on how well you convince them. <laughs> Pretty subjective, huh? Yep, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, I was just always wondering about that. So you just get on there, and you what you learn techniques of uh, of that. Yeah, it's actually something you can study. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of strategy and just ways to trick your opponent and stuff. So it's fun. I like arguing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, probably everyone will be on their guard now out there in the crypto world when they're dealing with you. So listen, I made a preliminary announcement here and that we're a little late getting on because of this deal. Were you able to uh, consummate this deal or can you, is, can you tell us anything about it? We're being added to Coin Gateway, OpalCoin is, and that will be added into the wallet so you can pay with almost most cryptocurrencies directly from the OpalCoin wallet with Opal and it'll auto-convert for you. What's, uh, now what's this Coin Gateway? Uh, Coin Gateway is a website that allows you to instantly exchange cryptocurrencies. Uh, so you can you can send them Opal and they'll give you Bitcoin back. So now you'll be able to instantly exchange at, uh, any cryptocurrency on their platform for Opal and the other way around. So it, so uh, that's exactly what the Multi Gateway does in Supernet, correct? Uh, yeah. It's just, this one's, it will eventually be moving over that platform, but for now, even though it's centralized, it's a great way that, like, for example, if a store only accepts Bitcoin, now you can pay for, uh, with Opal for that product instantly, and they'll get, they'll send the owner of the store Bitcoin, and you just pay with Opal. Right, and they do that for multiple currencies, this coin gateway? Oh, it's around 20-ish coins that you're, you can exchange with. Oh, oh, 20 coins. Oh, okay, I got you. It sounds a lot like, it sounds like it's a, uh, a knockoff of uh, Verabit. Uh, yeah, I guess it's sort of similar. I'm not sure which came first. Well, Verabit was out this uh, past uh, June, July. Yeah, Verabit probably came first, and it probably started it. It's slightly different. It's not like wallet-based. This is more of just a web interface, and they also have merchant services, so you can accept any coin. But yeah, they're pretty similar. Right. Uh, well, I know what they did. I was active in the Veracoin community for a while, and I know that uh, the way the Verabit worked was they got a fairly large investor or supporter, and they uh, created a pool of, of Bitcoin, and they... Uh, you would, uh, it's right, as, as you say, it's right in the wallet, in the Veracoin wallet. You click on Verabit, and you enter in the number of, uh, and it, only, it only worked for Bitcoin, and you put in the amount of Bitcoin, and the, uh, or, uh, yeah, you put in the number of Bitcoin, and the merchant address, and then you clicked on it, and it converted that to Veracoin, and sent it off. And it it happened fairly quickly. The speed was really amazing because what they were doing was this huge pool of uh, large pool of Bitcoin would uh, get the transaction and send the Bitcoin on immediately. 
Yeah, this, that's pretty much how this one works. So I guess it's pretty similar. Right. Now, uh, have you tried some uh, test uh, tests? How, how fast is it? That's the whole big thing, right? I haven't tried their V2. It used to be you had to wait for one confirmation, but now I believe it's instant. So uh, hopefully it works well. We're going to do some tests before we release anything. Okay, so we're getting a scoop here on, uh, on the special show tonight. That's great. Hey, I see, uh, I'm looking at your uh, the picture on your Skype. It's got that uh, a, a nice little kitten on there. Did you happen to watch the kitten bowl yesterday? <laughs> no, I didn't. The uh, kitten bowl, I think, uh, you know, they've been doing the puppy bowl on Super Sunday for uh, several years now. Yeah. They, where they have a bunch of puppies and they run around. And, and that they started the kitten bowl last year. I think the kitten bowl is, uh, is a lot more fun. So anyway, just this little aside there. So, uh, and, and uh, finish up on the debate thing. It, this is like the national championships? Uh, no, no, it's not. It's just a, it's a, not local tournament, but smaller tournament. Yeah, well, it was in Vegas. I thought it was like a real big deal. <laughs> no, it was just at a school in Las Vegas. Uh, so nothing giant. Still... It's still, I guess, kind of important, but nothing major. Okay. We'll be looking for you in the majors. <laughs> All right. So, well, listen, let's, uh, let's start about these colored coins. I've, uh, I've been confused about it. Now, uh, exactly what is a colored coin? All right. So, yeah, let's talk about colored coins. Okay. So, uh, so what's the deal? Why, uh, what's different between a colored coin and a regular coin? What makes them different? A colored coin basically is a regular coin, but you then add value to it by basically saying this represents something. So right now it's not real; it's in alpha. You're not able to use a GUI for it, but basically what you're able to do is you're able to take a single opal coin, and then you can create an asset out of it. So whenever you send someone that specific coin, they receive that asset, and that asset can re represent anything. Wow, that's a lot to get your head around. Yeah, so basically if you imagine the next asset exchange except cheaper, uh, faster, and I, and while the asset exchange has a lot of benefits like volume and a bunch of other things, then opal colored coins are more there to, uh, for actual smart property and things like that. So the coin uh, and this, this kind of... Uh is it a program? How is this made possible to do? So basically, you get a regular coin that could be proof of work or proof of stake or what have you, just, you know, a, a, yeah. a crypto coin. Yeah, well, any Opal coin. And then we're actually creating a web wallet that will most likely be trustless. So we don't have access to any of your coins, and it's just going to be a simple... Thing. So you just click create asset, type in all the values like the name, how many of them, and then you're able to send those assets to anyone. And it creates a lot of possibilities I can expand on if you want. So so basically, it's like you say, I mean, having created, uh, we, well, I mean, we've, I've created help, Lutz and I created an SNRN uh, asset. We haven't issued it yet, but it has been created, so I know the choices that you have. So it's basically like the next asset exchange. Yeah, but what it, we're aiming it for more rather than as investments, we're more focused on smart property, crowdfunding, and things like that. 
All right. Well, okay. So that's so that's where the expansion on uh, uses comes into that you just mentioned. Why don't you go forward with that? Yeah, sure. It's not going to be in our beta release, but very soon we will be after our uh, beta release. We're going to be releasing a really easy to use crowdfunding tool. So you can automatically, whenever someone sends Opal to your address, it automatically gives them an asset until you reach your goal. And then you can, for example, send a t-shirt to each person who has an asset. So it's really easy to be able to crowdfund and raise money for certain causes if you want. Well, how would you know, uh, now where does all, all this, in, where is all these, uh, all this data for information to, uh, you know, addresses to send, uh, to send people uh, these, uh, whatever you decide for merchandise or whatever, where's that, how's that uh, interacted, where does, is that sent to and from, how, how does that occur? Uh, we'll probably be using the opacity encrypted messaging so it's all on blockchain and that doesn't just because it's on the blockchain doesn't mean everyone can see it but that way you're able to collect addresses and all that without and everything's decentralized colored coins is on the blockchain there's nothing centralized about it at all okay so uh what is uh now as far as this you keep mentioning crowdfunding yeah now, what happens if uh, the crowdfunding goal isn't reached? Is it? Do you have a goal that set? Most of these quote, crowdfunding things have a have a goal that you reach. If not, it gets refunded. So it's it's uh, all uh, two way. You can send it back. It's refundable. Well, yeah, on the blockchain, while it's not exactly easy to see where you sent from, uh, there you're always able to see who sent to an address. And so you'll if you don't reach the goal, the web wallet will automatically send it back to all, whoever sent you the coins, and the assets will be sent back. Since it's all decentralized, uh, that's really easy to do. All right, and how much does it cost to create one of these? What's the fee for, to create a colored coin? It's point zero 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 one opal. So it's extremely cheap. Almost anyone can do it compared to the thousand next that it costs to create an asset on the next asset exchange. Shoot. Boy, you're tough for competition, man. I'll tell you what, that's going to blow the next asset exchange out of the water, won't it? Well, as I said, we're different target markets. I'm, it's not going to be, at least at the beginning, it's not going to have a built-in exchange. You're going to have to like offer it to people. So it's really different target markets. We're not really aiming at securities and investments as much as the next asset exchange is. All right, so there's no there's no buy and sell. There's no market component to Opal. What do you call it? Opal, uh, what do you call in this? Uh, we're, the project is called Color Core. Color Core. Yes. C-O-R-E. Now, the other thing, I noticed that you spell it differently. You use the R, the like the European uh, or British uh, color, C-O-L-O-U-R. No, we just spell it regular, or the American way. Okay, because I've seen it's, uh, maybe that's just European spelling it that way. Cause well, we, get, we, have, we have global team members, so you might have seen one of us post it like that. Okay, so this is on the, uh, this is in the Opal wallet. It's called uh, Color Core. And well, actually, it's, a, it's not going to be built into the Opal wallet. It's going to be a separate online wallet, sort of like blockchain.info, uh, where you're able to, so you're able to just separate them so you're not going to accidentally send someone an asset when you're just doing a normal Opal transaction. 
And eventually that web wallet will be built into the Opal wallet, probably as soon as it's released. But the, it, but it's not going to be directly built into the Opal wallet. Have you got a uh, an ETA for uh, when it'll be released? I'd say two to four weeks, probably. You can test it out with a command line client right now, and that's on our GitHub. Uh, but the full GUI, uh, that's being developed by Tom Fife, the developer of Pangea, which is decentralized poker. Uh, so both of us are working on that, and it should be released within a reasonable time frame. Okay, now now this concept is has been around a while. One of the things that confused me about it is the uh, the fact that they had colored coins like there's there's white, black, pink and uh, so it has nothing to do with the actual color of the coin. It's the fact that the the concept of color means you're painting the coin with a value. Yes, exactly. Or or an ability. Uh-huh. And eventually, actually, uh, maybe people will even be developing smart property and software. So, like, all you'll have to do is own an asset, and then that will be able to unlock software so you're able to use it. Like, there's unlimited potential for uh, owning an asset like this. All right. Well, that's where I, I uh, we could clear it up a little uh, more for people and for myself. What I don't understand is I can see the usefulness of it, uh, of uh, color core, uh, from a sense of, um, you know, ICO and raising money and, and the promotional possibilities. And, uh, and it's inexpensive and... Uh, how would you, it's just that, uh, well, first of all, about that part, you'll set up how many you have and then assign the color or value to it? Yeah. And so uh, basically we're going to also, in addition to our GUI, we're also going to be releasing an API, which is makes it really easy for developers. Uh, we're also going to be developing a GUI, so it's AP, sorry, API, so it's really easy for developers to integrate colored coin acceptance and all sorts of things into their programs. So it's not going to be as hard as like creating custom programs. It's going to be as simple as just adding a few lines of code, and you'll be able to integrate them into your platform. So you actually have to do some co enter code. That's only if you're developing programs around it, not if you're just using it. Okay, well, I'm more con I'm I'm more thinking about the user. Yeah, for the user, it's that's what we're aiming to do with our wallet that we're developing for it. Our main focus is usability. It's not gonna, so it's not gonna be complicated. It's just gonna be a few buttons and it's re release. Like it should be as easy as like using a normal Opal Coin wallet, or even easier than that, because we we're aiming for it to be able to be used by everyone, and uh. So I've already released some screenshots of what it's going to look like. Um, but really, uh, with the API, it'll be as easy as sending, just clicking send asset and sending it to an address that a developer gives you. And then that will be able to authenticate you or do something, whatever the, they want you to do with it. All right. Um, and, and again, um, 
maybe my my confusion is coming because you call them assets. You know, so like uh, like I don't see an ICO. Uh, I see that as being a tool, uh, which is probably is is an asset because you're able to use it for something. You know, my, when I think asset, I think something like SuperNet or Pangea or uh, JLH77 HODL. Yeah, I guess asset might not be the best word. I think tools, color, uh, just colored coins. Maybe a better word for it. I just use assets because that's what I'm used to with the next asset exchange. But yeah, you're right that they're different things. Colored coins are more of a tool rather than an investment. Right. So they don't really have any uh, intrinsic value. You can can you would you could you say you could make it worth something. You could assign a value to it. Yeah, you could even say like you could even for example say whoever owns this asset owns this card. And while that's probably not going to happen anytime in the near future, you're able to assign value to it. And that's where smart property comes into play, which is a whole other category of blockchain technology. But really, there's unlimited possibilities with uh, these on-blockchain uh, tools. Is this similar to what this uh, that Ponzi was doing with the uh, silver coins? Where he issued an asset that was actually represented a silver coin. Uh, I guess you could do something like that, uh, but what smart property tends to be a lot more trustless. Uh, where basically, like, for example, my well, it's not likely it's going to happen anytime soon. But you could literally program a car so it only unlocks to someone who owns the asset. So, uh, colored coins, especially with our API, are going to be a lot easier to use and assign value to. So you could say. This coin, this asset, if you turn it in at my store, you'll get a free cookie. I see. So you would come in with your uh, with your mobile device. Do you have a uh, an Android uh, an Android uh, wallet? In the, how how are things going with the uh, the iOS wallet for uh, Opal? Well, iOS. Uh, we act. I actually was on the phone with Apple today. Uh, we're figuring out where exactly in the world we're allowed to release it just because of regulation. Some countries don't allow cryptocurrencies. But you should be seeing it on the App Store within about a week maximum. Great. And uh, do, you do you have an Android app? Yeah, we have an Android app. That's on the Google Play Store already. All right. So like you say, with this, with this example you gave as a cookie, you could go right into the store with your Android. Yeah, three taps and you're done. Jeez, that's unbelievable, and uh, and then uh, of course, what does the vendor have to do? This the store itself. What, how do they have to be set up? Uh, they, we're going to be making a set of tools. Well, we're going to be releasing a merchant app actually, so that way you're just able to type in how much uh, money you want to accept in USD, and then it'll create a barcode to scan, and then that'll automatically send it. So. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things coming up with colored coins and opal in terms of merchant acceptance coming up soon. Or in the case, or in the case of a colored coin, they would give you your colored coin, and then the merchant would give him the cookie. Yeah. Or whatever it was that they were getting. Yeah, another a thing, t-shirt or like you say. Yeah, and another thing you can do is, for example, use it as a loyalty program. So, like, say if you shop at my store, if you make five purchases, you'll get a colored coin, which is redeemable for a T-shirt or a free um, 
a free item with your next order. So there's unlimited possibilities with it. All right. Wow. Now, now this sounds this sounds similar to uh, next uh, monetary uh, system there. Uh, yeah, it's actually pretty similar. I guess the difference with monetary system is both. It's it monetary system is more to create your own currency. Uh, but I yeah, there are definitely similarities. To be right. honest, I haven't looked into monetary system too much and into its features. But I've heard about it, and it, it is kind of similar. Right, except they, you, do, you can elect several different... Uh, there's options with uh, the monetary system where it can be exchangeable, reservable, controllable, mintable. Uh, yeah. And and so honestly, it, that it, kind of control is uh, great for more advanced users. Once when I tried to issue a currency, like it took me a while just to figure out what stuff means. With colored coins, we're trying to make it as easy as possible. Right, and count, and uh, and not trying to uh, do everything in one step. Just be centered on the commercial uh, commerce and interchange. Yeah, we're going to be developing extra programs, but you're not going to have to deal with all of that stuff in the wallet. Like you can download a merchant app. But that doesn't. But you don't need to know how to use that just to use colored coins. Okay, so if I went to uh, once this thing is up and running, I go to uh, uh, the API Color Core, and I create a. Uh, now I name it. You name it. Uh, yeah, you can store names on the blockchain. And so, how do you uh, stop? people from duplicating yours is there's there's a unique identifier or oh uh, yeah is there's like a 32 character string that identifies yours uh sort of like the an asset id on the next asset exchange and and it will also have a name embedded in it and we're not going to allow you to duplicate a name while it's possible if you did it manually uh it's it's not going to be possible within the actual wallet so you'll get a lot of name squatting, especially because it's so inexpensive. Uh, possibly, but there's also no limit to the length of it, unlike monetary system and stuff like that. Uh, and so, well, name squatting is a problem, and I, that's actually a good thing to, I should look into to prevent. Uh, there are ways we can stop that, such as manually uh, revoking names and stuff like that. I see. Okay, so there's still some bugs to be worked out of it a little bit yeah, here. Of course, it's nowhere near perfect at this point. When we release it in a few weeks, it's still not going to be really complete, and it's a constant development just to get it to a state where we're really ready to release it. But we're still going to release a beta so people can see what we're working on. Right. Well, I, you know, one of the things that I've been going through is, and it's it's. It's, it's not nearly as complicated as coding, but I'm trying to write up the, the uh, business model uh, and uh, how our for soup for uh, SNRN SuperNet Radio Network and how the IPO is going to work and how we're generating revenue streams and how our search engine optimization works and I'm trying to write this stuff up to get it out uh, so people can start looking it over. Uh, so when we do uh, release the asset, issue it to the general public, they'll have an idea beforehand. And we're kind of like James, 
where uh, we want to have everything up and working before we ask you to uh, buy into it. So we've got the once now we've got the the twenty uh, twenty one stations up and working now. You know, I mean, people don't even know what they are. You know, have the roster of stations. So what I do is, as I'm writing this stuff up, I say, oh, I got to do this. Oh, this needs, all these things come to you. Now, oh, I got to do this before I can do that. And, oh, that could happen too. And that's uh, the same thing that developers go through when they're developing this stuff, I guess. Yeah. So. There's a lot of problems to be worked out practicality and just making sure it's not too complicated but we're gonna get all that figured out before we're not gonna release something that doesn't work right the uh... all right now how uh... now you think that uh... so what with with the with as little as your charging for this service how would this generate uh... revenue for Opal, is it a revenue-generating thing, or is it just uh, something that you want to have uh, a value in itself that you can do with Opal Coin? Uh, well, there's a few actual revenue streams for it, and those will go towards Opal Token. Uh, if anyone's interested in buying it, you should go buy it. Uh, but first, on our API, that will have take. Uh, we're not sure on the exact percentage, but maybe 1% of each transaction, which is the same as BitPay and all those services. Uh, and there will be an optional don percentage donation for every uh, asset you issue. Uh, and in additionally, we'll, on crowdfunding, we'll also probably have a fee. And there's no exact business model yet, but there will definitely be ways we're generating revenue, and the more people that use it, the more revenue that's generated. I see. So I could uh, I I could go to the op uh, uh, color core uh, API, create a coin, name it uh, Cavando coin, and uh, assign like a say make it worth five dollars, U.S. dollars. Uh, I guess yes. And then if I so then later on the show if. Uh, I gave uh, if I had a uh, tri say a trivia contest, and I could send you know the winner you know uh, a Cavando coin. Yeah, exactly. And now, then now how? And then they could go into any any store that uh, is equipped with this merchant software and collect their five dollars. Well, only if they trust you to actually redeem it for five dollars. Well, I, I I would see that's that's where I wanted to get square on how it would be, where where the reservoir of value, what makes these things valuable. So if I say if I, they would have to. So there would be no. So if I wanted to create five hundred of them, I you, wouldn't have to have twenty five hundred dollars, present. No, you wouldn't. But if if you wanted people to accept Cavando coin at their stores, they'd have to trust you that you have that amount of money back in it, and that any time they can exchange it for that. So that's really not. So and for example, if say someone doesn't, that's not really the fault of Opal. That's it's just you have to do your due diligence. It's just like the asset exchange. You have to trust the asset issue if you're going to accept it. 
Okay, so so I create Cavando coin and I give them away on the air, and then uh, people take these coins and they go to uh, a merchant or somebody who accepts these coins, or uh, and well, a merchant, and because that would be best, because you want to have you know ubiquitous uh, redeemability. Yeah. And uh, they would get their $5. Now then, the merchant would have to trust that I would send them $5. Yeah, yeah. it's a, And, yeah, that's basically what you have to do. Okay. And... And those transactions would be chargeable. Where how, how would I how would I how would I make that transaction with the merchants when it got redeemed? Well, they'd contact you, say, "Hey, we're gonna send you five Kavando coins. Uh, here's my PayPal for and for you to send me twenty five dollars." That's not on the network. That's more just a transaction between you and the merchant. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's not really built into the colored coin protocol that's more an external value you give it that's something that the uh the creator would have to uh have all worked out for themselves yes and they would have to be they would have had to contact the uh the uh, vendors and uh merchants in order that they would accept it and of course it'd have to be an incentive for the vendor to accept it as well yeah. And honestly, I don't know if that's the best use case for it. I'd say it's more like if on the air, for if you answer a trivia question, you get a Kevondo asset, and then uh, you can send that Kevondo asset to anyone. And what if you have a Kevondo asset, you can send it to you. You can send it to Kevondo, and then you get a Supernet t-shirt or something like that. Or I could convey it to Kevondo's store. Yeah, and, and then, you could you could spend them on the Cavando store. Yeah, so like, you could spend money on the Cavando store if you win prizes from Supernet Radio stuff like that. That's where you would spend Cavando coin. Yeah. In addition to other coins. Sure. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just using that as an example to uh, get straight, uh, so everybody could understand how this would work. Yeah. Now, how about? Uh, now, when you say smart contracts, what what exactly, what are all of the options? People say, oh, smart contracts, and they go, oh, yeah. But what, 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 are, the, what are the possibilities for smart contracts, all of those things in, 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 that can be a smart contract? Well, uh, I actually was talking about smart property. Smart property is like the things like, for example, like the car example I gave that unlocks if you have a certain asset. But uh, smart contracts are actually something we're planning on building after we finish the colored coins protocol because it can be built on top of it. Uh, but smart contracts basically are decentralized co decentralized uh, contracts that execute without like a middleman or anything. So basically, uh, a smart contract could be as soon as... A sends five opal to B, release three assets to A. And it's all decentralized, so you can have a trade between two people with no trust needed. Hmm. So, uh, it, uh, uh, so let's take a real-world example 
of contracts, let's take the uh, real estate business. If if somebody uh, created a uh, an asset, say that was um, well, let's go to California, Orange County. Orange County creates an asset, and uh, the assets are uh, all colored with a uh, an address of a property with descriptions of that property and a price. Yeah, for example, that would that would be more smart property than smart contracts. But yeah, you could make it so they could make it so whoever. So basically, the colored coin is the property deed. So whoever owns a uh, asset or colored coin owns the property. Right. So if if uh, so, they put the. Uh, just for everyone listening, because I know some people are asking. I'm bass guitar man, lead dev of Opal. Uh, hey, very very viral. Okay. All right. Yeah. The, well, uh, I'm I'm just getting into this so much. Yes, it's a. Uh, uh, Cavando, this is a special show we're doing tonight with Bass Guitar Man. He, he, it's, it's a question that I've had several times uh, about um, colored coins, and I haven't been able to get uh, a, a good answer on it. And when I interviewed uh, Wit, who is actually Bass Guitar Man, uh, a, a couple weeks ago, uh, I asked him about it, and he was... Uh, he didn't. He said, "Well, uh, I, I could tell that he had something cooking there, but he couldn't talk about it, which is understandable." And then a couple a couple weeks later, this colored coin came out. So I said, "Now that it's out of the box, how about you you come on?" So we decided to do this show uh, where uh, we're coming on, and I'm just asking questions from uh, to find out exactly how these things uh, work, how they are. Uh, who first developed this concept of colored coins? Is, it, is this, uh, this, it isn't new. Uh, yeah, sure. The idea was mainly uh, visualized by, I believe, Peter Todd, who is a developer of Bitcoin and also stealth addresses and a bunch of other big things in Bitcoin. And he visualized it. Uh, the first people really to bring it to market were Coin Prism. And they basically built it on top of Bitcoin. And the difference, and the reason we believe Opal is uh, a good alternative to it is basically it's cheaper. It's fat. It's cheaper to use than Bitcoin's colored coins. It's faster than Bitcoin's colored coins. And it's also, we're hoping, a lot easier to use. Uh, so, so Bitcoin has some colored coins. What, what, what are what? Uh, how, what are they, and uh, have they been successful? Or are they are they in widespread use? Or I, I think Coin Prism. The main people to do uh, colored coins are still in invite only mode. So it's definitely not even near mass adoption yet. So it has a lot of potential. Who developed the Coin the Prism? Uh, that's Flavian Charlon. Uh, he's from Dublin, Ireland, and I don't know too much about him, but uh, we have been email emailing back and forth about colored coins, and they've helped us with a few issues we've had. I see. The um... so it's not like a competition. We're really working together on this. 
Well, that's the spirit of the supernet as well. I, I, I spoke to that on my show today about, uh, and there was some talk on it on Slack over the weekend about the, um, you know, what, what uh, the difference between Ethereum and BlockNet and SuperNet, and then there was some other entry, oh, MadeSafe. And are they alike? Are they similar? They're the competition, and that's not how uh, how we see it. You know, I mean, that's James' big statement. There's no competition in crypto. What's good for one is good for everybody. Yeah, exactly. The um, oh, uh, so is there anything else? What else? Uh, I think I've, I've I've got a pretty good idea of it. So. What 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 would make these uh, colored coins valuable? What gives them value? What gives them value is what you want to give it value. So we're hoping we get a lot of users, a lot of people that actually see the potential of it. And basically, the value comes from the usage, from the use cases. So it uh, so who knows what's going to happen in the future release? But we're really hoping with the release of our crowdfunding platform and all of this that the value of them is really going to become whatever you want it to be. So it's really a dual value situation where you uh, assign it, some. you can assign it something that's worth something, like in my case with the Cavando coin, $5, and you're saying T-shirts or something else. And then there's the value of the fact that uh, it does these things. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, it gives you the ability to assign value to this thing. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. Okay. The, uh, the value uh, of the opal, and you have the value of the colored coin. Right. The uh, all the fe- So it's it's basically another feature. Yeah. But presently, it's going to be on an API and a GUI by itself, and then as, yeah, as, it's, as it's developed, it'll be put into the wallet. Yeah, the API is for people who want to develop programs around it. The GUI is just for regular users. And most of the features are acceptable, <coughs> are available the GUI. <coughs> now, is it open source? Uh, yeah, uh, the online wallet will not be, at least not at first, but the protocol is open source, and that's actually already online, and you can access it. All right. Is it is it possible to use uh, colored coins with stealth addresses? Uh, right now they're not. We've run into some issues with it, but we're trying to get it to work. Okay. So uh, if I know you, you'll find a way. Yeah. <laughs> you'll figure it out. Um, anything else you want to add that I haven't asked or thought about? I, I know I've got a pretty good idea of how they work now. Uh. Any- I, I don't really have anything else to say. Maybe some people online have some questions. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, very, very viral is saying something that uh, you really need to think out of the box when you're thinking about it. Uh, I don't see... Let me refresh the uh, SuperNet site. Uh, I'm getting some things on MixLR, which is the broadcasting thing, or the broadcasting software that we use. Uh, Let me cut that off. I want to check to see. Uh, 
can anyone verify that? Oh, oh, that's uh, that's when they they weren't hearing us. Okay, we took care of that early. Our, have questions right now. I think. Okay, uh, uh, are are you seeing some? Uh, what are you on your IRC and Slack? Uh, on Mixlr. Okay, let me go to uh, Mixlr and uh, check that out. I gotta go to here. I can answer some right now. Okay, yeah. What what they are? If you you see them on Mixlr? Yeah. So Lutz asked uh, if they're possible with ring signatures, and to be honest, I have no idea. Opal doesn't really have ring signature compatibility at this point, so I can't really answer that one. Uh, but if people are interested in it, I can certainly look into it and try to figure it out. Uh, and the other question I'm seeing is from Jay from Verycoin, uh, which is how long have I been involved in crypto? And to answer that, I've been involved in crypto since late 2013. I started with Dogecoin, uh, and I was a, a, a extended developer. I wasn't on the lead development team, but I did a lot of... Hey, Wit, could you uh, t turn off yours? I'm getting an echo or a repeat or something. Hey, Wit, could you... Uh, t turn Sorry, off turn off yours? what? I'm getting an echo Tur or turn off your... Um, are you listening to the show at the same time? Turn off no. Your, um, oh, what it is. You know what it is? I t went to... I went to the... I went, It's me. I went to the... Uh, how can I turn that... All right, there we go. Okay, that was me because I went to the live page and the, and it started up again. The Supernet Radio started coming up. We got, all right. Um, uh, but yeah, so I've been involved in crypto since late 2013. At first, I thought Dogecoin was a joke, but then I found out it was real. I played around with that a bit. Then I've kind of just been immersed with it ever since. So I think it's an, a fantastic idea. And right, right, and right, and Jay, you could, uh, if you wanted to, you could uh, listen to the uh, initial interview we, we did with uh, Wit a couple weeks ago. It's out on you, uh, YouTube, also. Uh, that and he goes into depth about that and Opal Coin. It's it's a little raw. There actually were two versions. One got edited and one didn't, and because uh, we had you know some technical issues. But uh, it and he explains that where he uh, was and how he got involved uh, with uh, that that whole thing. Not that we don't want to uh, that he wouldn't go over that here, but um, you know you can get out there and listen to that, and it really because there is quite a bit of his story how he got he was involved with uh, Doge. And uh, another coin called Taco Coin, and things of that nature that were we covered in the other interview. So you could, you could uh, get out there and do that. The uh, is yes, uh, th this is. Uh, let's see, he says it makes sense. Uh, now, how about that? Now I got a question. Uh, what about? Um, when when you say ring signatures, when Lutz says uh, Lutz a lot says rings ring signatures, what what are those? I, I I'm uh, I'm unfamiliar what, with that. Uh, what Blueberry uh, and Monero and all those crypto note coins use? It's like probably the best anonymity system out there. 
Uh, and I think Shadow Coin was at least testing with it. I'm not sure on that. Opal Coin isn't compatible with it right now. I haven't really looked into it much. But if people are interested in that and want to see ring signatures in Opal, I can definitely look into that. But uh, what so, what are what are ring signatures with? Uh, how do how do they work? What uh, how, to be honest, I'm not sure exactly. I just know that uh, they basically are a way to basically delink payments from your account and just pretty much completely anonymously. Probably the best uh, anonymity s solution other than um, what's it called? Uh, teleport. Okay, maybe uh, maybe I can get someone on to explain about that. Yeah. Uh, what now? Now what about? Now, educate me myself. What about uh, what? Uh, what is multi-signal and multi-sig? And is that involved with ring signatures? What What is multi-sig? Multi-sig is actually uh, that's not ring signatures. That's a completely different thing. And basically, how it works is you can have one address owned by multiple people. Right now, it's up to twelve. And basically, you can say if any two of three people or any two of six or any three of five, any combination, agree to send a payment from that address, um, then you can, then that a transaction gets approved. So basically, a lot of exchanges are starting to use it, but it's a way so a hacker, it's basically impossible for them to take over an account because they'll need every single person's private key. I see. And right now, now it's not very user intuitive. Um, I have done a few multi-sig transactions just to test that out on the Opal Network. But one thing, when I get free time to do it, I'm going to start developing a GUI so it's really easy to use. Now, is that somebody somebody developed that? Who came up with that idea and developed? Is that in a coin somewhere, or is it just part of the blockchain yeah, two uh, technology? Or pretty much every. Uh, Bitcoin fork there is. Uh, it's been Bitcoin since around like 2012. Um, it uses pay to script hashes, which are basically the, it's what colored coins also use, which basically allows you to program a coin and give it and kind of like, it has unlimited possibilities, but really it's like, you can basically write a program inside of it, which basically says if two private keys out of these private keys sign a transaction, it's valid. Right. You know, another another question I've got of a general nature is when uh, Satoshi Nakamoto created this, uh, the first uh, Genesis block, then when other people, how, how did they get a hold of it? Where, where do you... Uh, take a look at this code and uh i mean it's open source was there an, a, a like a was there any github at that time what where where could you get a look at this code uh i think github was around back then not nearly as big and i'm pretty sure it was hosted on github or another one of those sites it was open source the whole time so whether it was github bitbucket or another site like that it was around and the, the Genesis block is in the source code. The code that generates the Genesis block is in the source code. But everything's out there. And it's just this huge hunk of stuff in cyberspace. Yeah, all, all, this whole hunk of code out there in cyberspace somewhere. 
I mean, yeah, my mind can't, I can't Pico, take. But it's not like a Pico. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Just like, and that's an issue I have with a lot of closed source coins. It's basically the fact that you can't check to make sure everything's all, um, all like legit and real. Satoshi believed in open source. The fact that you can audit the code, you can make sure it's valid, and that's basically the whole point of it. Okay, now I got a question coming in from uh, Lutzelot is asking, can a particular asset be tied to a colored coin? I'm guessing he means uh, from the next asset exchange. And I mean, that's certainly possible. Uh, not in a decentralized way, just because there's not really a way to interface between next and Opal. But I mean, if you wanted to do that, just say, just back it with your word that's saying, you can redeem this colored coin for this asset, that's certainly possible. Okay, but the trust would have to be in the... Uh, issuer. The person who... Yeah, the, the issuer of the colored coin who created it. But yeah. you see, I think what Lutzel is getting to is that that would give some more validity to um, more credence to the issuer if of course you would have again you but you would have to trust them let's say yeah for now i mean with supernet in the future it's going to be possible to talk between the blockchains so in the right now uh, it's not possible that doesn't mean in the near future it will be won't be so there isn't any way to tie the blockchains together is what lutz is asking not right now, but with the supernet, that technology is being developed to talk between them. So, I mean, once that technology is available, sure, we can definitely integrate that. You know, make it now, and he says make it blockchain enforced. Yeah, uh, that's uh, basically a smart contract. So you can say when this next account sends blank amount of next to this address, issue them this amount of assets. So, yeah, that's possible. It's not right now, but in the near future, it will be. Lutz says cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about uh, wraps it up. I got a lot of things answered about general questions, and not only that, but colored coin. Uh, now, another question from Lutz. What, uh, what would make the concept of colored coins, smart properties, more accepted, you know, popular or mainstream? Uh, honestly, we don't have a clearly defined path right now, and we're actually pulling the community for what people want to hear, uh, want from it, uh, and, but I think basically if people start realizing the possibilities with it, and we see bigger projects starting to use it, that creates a reason to use opal and opal colored coins, and so having some bigger name projects use it is really what's going to be key to getting it mainstream. Because at this point, the tech's already there. It's just a matter of getting people to use it. Right, and that's where uh, you need the out-of-the-box thinking because there's, there's, some, there's some kind of uses that, that nobody has uh, come up with yet that yeah. uh, these could be applied to. It's, yeah. this, is, this is like a creating technology that you just you get this huge sense of the possibilities but you don't know what the possibilities are. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's not for the faint of heart or the weak-minded, because it'll destroy your brain thinking about this stuff. Yeah, at, least, James, at least mine. As James said, I'm just 
I'm just a simple C++ coder. The possibilities are endless, and we want people to think help us think of it. Okay. So, uh, anything else? Uh, you got anything else you want to add before we sign off? No. Uh, I wa thank you to the community for supporting us all the way. We've really seen it grow and people interested, so we're just really glad to have everyone. Uh... So Lutz is asking if uh, if I put you and Flavian in the same room, you think you guys could uh, give birth to some newer tech right live on the air? For sure. For sure. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, you're the best, man. That'd be great. Uh, like blockchain enforcement. Yeah. That'd be that'd be really something to talk about. Yeah, definitely. I mean. I think we've already started to talk to him about getting him on here, so I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, and we could make that uh, one of the the opening topic that you guys could think about beforehand and have something uh, to bandy back and forth, and who knows what might come of that. Yeah, and as I said, I've been emailing with him, so we're friendly. Okay. All right, Whit, thanks so much. Uh, I don't have to tell you this to uh, keep busy because you do that on your own. And that's just a, so that'll be it for tonight. Thanks again, Wit. And this is uh, Cavando on uh, SupernetRadio.com, flagship station of the Supernet Radio Network, uh, concluding our interview with OpalCoin developer uh, Bass Guitar Man, uh, uh, or Wit, aka Bass Guitar Man, and uh, you know a budding young star and uh, technology uh, wizard in uh, this blockchain technology and this uh, all of this uh, cryptocurrency stuff and the supernet that uh, that all of us who are involved are sure it will uh, you know revolu revolutionize uh, modern society uh, in some manner or form. We're just not sure how. But we're going forward into uh, the fog and the mist uh, and the thought of it all. So, Cavando uh, out. I'll be on my regular show, the Chillax Hour. It's on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 4 o'clock. But for now, peace out. Thanks for having me. All right, Wick. Good night now. All right, see ya. Okay. Bye. Bye now.